0: Well, hey, everybody, is what my man Kai would be saying if he was here today. However, a microdose still must happen, so it's your boy, Kush Hayes here. What's good, y'all? How you doing? Happy 420. Kai is uh, currently dealing with life stuff. Gotta be an adult, gotta take care of some things, gotta move the family. He ain't going far, but it will prevent him from being a part of today's microdose. 420 is the day. April 20th. This is the annual 420 episode now. What are we going to talk about today? I got a a movie review. We can talk about some Curse of La La Yorona! We can talk about the origin of 420. We can talk about what 420 is. No, it is not Hitler's birthday, or at least that's not what we're celebrating today. 420, I've had a problem with. I'm going to be quite honest. See, we've only been in a post-prohibition California for 16 months now. Just over a year. Year and four months. Going on five months. April 20th would come around. Uh, when I was in high school, everybody would freak out. I had fun the first time. And then the second and third and fourth times, I started going, well, what's the big deal? I smoke weed every day. Why Why does this one specific day matter? And part of me got it. Like, Okay, so it's still illegal. We're, we're, we're going to stick it to the man. Like, it's like okay, man, if a hundred of us get together and we all meet in the park, they can't possibly arrest us all, man. And sure enough, a hundred turned to a thousand, turned into however many. And sure enough, the cops couldn't arrest everybody. But now prohibition's over. And this is a very much a commercial holiday now. Uh, it's not a federal holiday. No one gets to take the day off of work, but everyone's going to smoke weed today because it's the 20th of April. The first legal 420 we had, I saw a man jump off the subway platform as the subway was coming and nearly get hit. I saw another man walk into traffic. I don't believe these folks were having any emotional problems. I think they were that beaked out of their mind. Dropped some 200 milligram edible that they have is absolutely could not handle. That's a lot of milligrams. Family car got side swiped. Someone took off the side mirror that night. Those are the negatives of 420. Well, it's the same thing with uh, St. Patrick's Day just one month prior or Everyone thinks, well, it's March 17th, gotta get drunk and pretend I'm Irish. (laughs) The Irish are having a good time at least. (laughs) April 20th, weed smoking day. No Kai today, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the hour. So we're just gonna keep it light. We're gonna keep it easy. I'm gonna just tell you about the curse of La Yarona. La Yarona. Surprisingly R-rated. It's it's a pretty mild R rating. I mean, some kids get murdered. That's that's the biggest thing. Uh, Two kids get murdered in the flashback Setting up what the curse is Or what the lore is of La Llorona Llorona. A.K.A. The Weeping Woman And La Llorona does Drown her first two targets But it's it's a two for one So it's it's a very tame movie Um, Not bad not going to be memorable. The most memorable thing about this movie for me is that leading up to it, everything about it pointed to it being being a, con- a movie from The Conjuring universe, which is WB's horror uh, cinematic universe. They have The Conjuring, and then they have Annabelle. Uh, you've heard me talk about The Nun most recently. That was back in September. Advertising for this movie, it's themed like any one of those Conjuring movies. It's lit like any one of those Conjuring movies. I swear it's the same dude doing the narration. Like, they thought it was just a house. And then it turned out to be something more. The poster even uses the Conjuring logo, but it doesn't say part of the Conjuring universe. It just says from the producers of the Conjuring universe. And that's James Wan, and he's been... Been behind all of them. They're all, all pretty successful. But then this one does everything it can to just say, just do that much. It could have used three more words, and then. It, it so I, I honestly don't know if this is a spoiler, or a twist, or whatever. But finally, for one and a half seconds, if you blink it, you will literally miss it. For one and a half seconds, it is revealed that this movie is absolutely taking place in the conjuring universe. I won't let you know what the the reveal is, but that's that happened and I just i think I think you left money on the table by trying to keep that a secret. It feels like it was they were trying to keep that a secret like everyone's supposed to go "Oh no way um. I don't think anyone was phased by, it, at least not in our theater. Um, however, The Curse of La Llorona, creepy stuff. Director Michael Chavez, he does, uh, it's done mainly, mainly shorts, uh, did, did dabbled on a TV series a little bit. He did a good job directing this. A lot of this movie's advertising, besides trying to not be a part of the Conjuring universe, selling it on these two specific scenes, um... Seem like the horror movies are doing that just in general though, like, check out this super spooky scene and then go see this movie. Um, and again, to their credit, a scene in the station wagon, very effective creepy scene, lots of, lots of terror and dread and anxiety happening in that scene. It's a good scene. It's a good scene. I understand why they led with it. Um, and then, uh, the bathtub scene, you know. It's definitely been done before, but again, a good, good tension, good scare, good creepy effects, and you're concerned for the kids in the Yeah, the kids are fine acting wise. The mom is fine. Linda Carlini. This I believe this is like her. I don't know if this is her first starring role, but the biggest thing she did commercially was play Hawkeye's wife in Age of Ultron. If you're wondering, that's where you, you know we're from. Yeah, every all, all the actors are fine. No, no, nothing standing out, but nothing nothing to burden them with dread or anything. They they did their job. A lot of this relied on just you know shadow and smoke and reflection. And uh, there's a great scene with a transparent umbrella. You know, like it's. Many jump scares in this. I felt they were all done well. But maybe I just reacted to jump scares. I don't know. I only gave this a 3 out of 6. Again, it's nothing terrible, it's nothing groundbreaking. I absolutely suspect we're going to get another Curse of La Llorona. In fact, I think they're going to do the same thing they did with Annabelle and do a prequel. Because her, the curse starts in Mexico. But somehow we end up, our movie takes place in 1973 Los Angeles. So La Llorona had to travel somehow. And uh, I think that's the story they need to do next. Warner Brothers, you need to pay me now. I'm a cheap date, Warner Brothers. Holler at me. Anyway, I think we've done enough. That's our microdose. Please check out my reviews, CushandKai.com. I can tell you about The Curse of La Yorona. I can tell you about Leica's like Missing Link. I can even tell you about The Greatest Showman, if that's still a thing on your mind. Check out The Cush Hay Show. We are currently doing our Avengers Endgame special. It's a double episode. It's an hour long, our longest episode ever. We're not spoiling anything in it by any means. The actors, uh, you're just, just hearing the actors having a good time, getting some laughs, just trying to enjoy their media responsibilities brazen conscious and contagious new episode coming out this monday and uh checking the day before that for and kai 43 we're talking the 1995 live action remake of fist of the north star we go on a journey on that one but i think it's one you want to check out anyway i've been kush hayes kai i'll be back next week and uh hugs and kisses y'all Where you are? Osley.net. Sit, Bosley, sit. La 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 la, Llorona.